This is the Immigration Conversation presented by Fragman, a series of talks and discussions by leading immigration lawyers and professionals from around the world. We'll bring you the most up-to-date business immigration news, issues of concern, and strategies in the world of global immigration and mobility. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to our podcast. On our previous podcast, we referenced in general business succession and the entrepreneurial process across Canada and in particular, Ontario. Today, we stop in British Columbia. I'm Cosmina Moradio, Senior Manager and Lawyer at Fragamine in Toronto. Welcome to our podcast. This discussion should be of particular interest to sellers who sell their business or plan to do so, and to foreign buyers who wish to manage a business in British Columbia and who plan to become residents through the entrepreneurial process. Alison, you can stay away from me. We continue to have you on our podcast. Um, we have with us uh, Alison, Chief Executive Officer at Succession Matching. Alison, again, welcome to our podcast. Always a pleasure. Thanks for having me, Cosmina. So, Allison, when we talk about BC, what is the first thing that comes to your mind? Definitely diversity of lifestyle. Not many places can you ski, surf, and do a wine tasting all in the same weekend. And not to mention that we have two entrepreneurial programs. One is the base one, and the second one is the regional, which is community-based, each with its own layers and requirements. What are some of the differences between the two programs, in your view? This is definitely an area that's really interesting to me. Um, I'm an economic development officer at heart, as you know, and both these programs are um, have very clear objectives on what they want to accomplish with the foreign direct investment. So with the base program, this program provides a lot of flexibility on location for the international buyer, uh, as well as flexibility in industry, but usually requires a, a considerably higher investment amount. With the regional program, individuals who are interested will need to be a little bit more flexible on where they're willing to go to. And um, given that there's approximately 30 communities taking part across the province um, that have narrowed down the type of investor they want to attract, uh, it really narrows down the type of industry that the international buyer can get into. So the province did an excellent job in engaging the local communities to give feedback on what the services the communities need. So the international buyer just needs to kind of do a self-assessment and see what's more important, flexibility on location, or is it um, industry or price? Client seems to be attracted by the uh, minimum investment amount under the regional uh, program, which is uh, 100,000 Canadian. But how sustainable is it in reality to start a business in small community and to maintain it and, and be successful? I think there's a really great rule in startups that people need to keep in mind for this. And that is everything's going to cost more and it's going to take longer than you uh, anticipate. So plan for that. I understand many people are attracted to the regional or program because of the price point, but it's very unlikely that an individual can invest the minimum amount and expect to build a successful business as well as make a living wage off that business. And uh, what businesses are you seeing currently in small communities and uh, what are some of the, the prices? That's a good question. So in preparation for this podcast, I went ahead and pulled some of the inventory from our marketplace. And it really breaks down into two different types of businesses that we're seeing in rural British Columbia. 
that would be a good fit for international buyers. The first one would be a products type business. So think like textiles, agriculture products, or distributors. The owners of these businesses are usually looking to sell 100% of the business, and the price range can range between 450,000 Canadian and 2 million Canadian. Running agriculture type businesses is extremely expensive in Canada as it is in many places in the world. So keep that in mind as well. The second type of business we're seeing is the service types of businesses. And these individuals are really interesting because they're um, potentially looking to partner and invest and grow uh, the business along with them. Under the BC base, an international buyer could buy into the business and take an active management role to grow the business. We have some great construction companies on our marketplace right now, as well as marketing firms and web development shops that would fall into this category. Accessing financing to scale something is usually a little bit more difficult for these companies. So they're looking for someone that has international connections in their industry, um, or they've already found traction and they need that cash investment to help grow in their market. And I, I wanted to clarify that um, the base program allows the candidate to buy into a locally established business, but also start a new one, whereas the regional program only allows you to start a business. And what do you think of franchises and, and what would be the price point in British Columbia? Um, thank you for making that clarification. I think that's really important to keep in mind. Um, for franchises, it will depend a lot on the different types of industry. Uh, anything in British Columbia, uh, the starting investment amount an international buyer can anticipate making would be a minimum of around 400000 to 600000 Canadian. So what would be the, the best candidate profile for the base program and for the regional pilot program? Um, someone that has a very clear idea of what type of business that they want to re, uh, get into as a startup. Um, usually for a startup, we usually recommend that the person has some experience starting a business themselves because running a startup um, by definition is growth by any means necessary. And so an international buyer uh, that has that startup experience and is willing to uh, move to a specific location that matches uh, their industry needs under those programs. The Best type of profile for someone that's looking at the BC base program, in my opinion, is someone that has some management experience and is looking to either partner or um, have a more balanced lifestyle as they'd be working alongside that that entrepreneur. So, um, but on the flip side, they'd also be making a, a sizable cash investment into a business into BC. So those would be the breakdown of what the two different investor profiles would look like for the BC programs. So let's just say the candidate um, is looking into buying an existing business. What are some of the current challenges you're seeing in, in uh, uh, matching the seller with a foreign buyer? Yeah, absolutely. So this is one thing that we spend a lot of time and effort educating both the seller and the buyer side on our marketplace. And so when individuals join on the seller side, we vet them to make sure that their timelines match up. One of the barriers that we're facing right now with the current pandemic is sellers are having a harder time um, planning two years out uh, and which would allow the international buyer to go through that program. 
On um, the second variable that they're running into a lot is a lot of the different programs across Canada require their taxes to be filed, both personal and corporate. And there's uh, social distancing restrictions with accounting firms and things like that. So it's a lot harder for sellers to get their tax returns done uh, so that the international buyer can start that due diligence phase. So the one thing that I can't stress enough, uh, both on timelines and also tax um, returns to start the due diligence, is patience is really key. Uh, in working with the sellers through this program, even in in getting a startup uh, started, patience is going to be really important as everyone's trying their best during this difficult time with the pandemic. So I ask you the same question I ask you in um, uh, the same question I ask you for Ontario. Why would a, a foreign buyer invest in BC um, as opposed to Ontario, for example? Yeah, and I've thought a lot about this question since our last podcast, and I think both BC and Ontario, they're so large, so they're a little bit hard to compare directly, but um, when you think of a province, what do they offer that nowhere else offers? And with BC, those definitely those natural elements that you can't find anywhere else in Canada. Uh, you know, the mountains right next to the sea. This opens up a number of different opportunities as far as import, export and tourism. I understand that some individuals may be concerned about tourism right now, but the industry has been long established and will likely come back more quickly in British Columbia than anywhere else. BC also has uh, really nice niche hubs for uh, example, Squamish, BC is one of my favorite spots in all of Canada and is world renowned for mountain bikings. So individuals that um, are interested in working in uh, creating gear for mountain biking or for hiking, this is a lot of attractive uh place for people from all around the world um, to go test the gear, uh, marketing companies and media companies for advertising the different uh, YouTube uh, channels for the mountain bikers there, um, and also catering to that mountain bike tourism. And um, BC is a well-known tech hub. I I heard uh, some commenting that um, Vancouver is becoming the new Silicon Valley. Are you seeing businesses up for sale in the tech sector? Absolutely. We've seen a number of different deals in the tech sector uh, in BC, primarily coming out of Vancouver or some of them coming out of the Okanagan Valley. So there's there's those opportunities available as well. Um, lots of business owners are looking for an international buyer that can help them scale their business into their maybe home country. And so that's definitely an option for anyone that's interested in the tech space. And uh, are there any incentives or grants that um, foreign buyers can access in BC? I heard that uh, you can only access if you're a Canadian permanent resident, but is there anything for foreign buyers? That's a good question. This is definitely something that we work with um, international buyers on when they're writing their business plan. And so BC is uniquely positioned along a couple other provinces, but they do allow individuals to purchase into a business 
Um, and so if the minimum requirements one third of the business, um, think about it from that standpoint, uh, two thirds of the business, that means it will be owned by a Canadian citizen. So that wouldn't disqualify the business uh, from any of the grants that aren't being able to access by uh, people that don't have their permanent residency. So happy to talk people through. And then during the exploratory trip, we'll also connect all the international buyers with local experts um, from all three different levels of, of the government, so municipal, provincial, and federal. And they really are the experts um, on what's available and how specific you can get around industry, location, size. If it's a grant, is it a, is it a um, low interest loan and, and things like that. So there's definitely some government supports available to businesses and happy to work with clients to navigate that process. That's very good to know. And uh, when building the uh, the business plan as part of the whole process, what are some of the uh, challenges uh, or, or things to keep in mind? Um, this is something that we always want to be very upfront with when people are looking at British Columbia. It's really hard to understand the cost of living there. And so that um, is a forcing function for the cost of the business as well. So um, quite simply, if your employees need to make a living wage and the cost of living is really high, um, the minimum that you're going to have to pay employees to attract and retain good employees is quite expensive. So even at an administration um, standpoint, international buyers are oftentimes surprised that, you know, starting wage for, um, for even a a uh, counter clerk is about $17 per hour. So I think that's probably the biggest surprise is just the the cost of wages required to run a business in, in British Columbia. One of the questions that comes up quite frequently is, do I have to visit BC before I submit the expression of interest? Yeah, so I understand right now is a little bit different than, than normal, but... Um, Across the board, I think anyone, if they're going to commit to moving uh, not only themselves, but their families there, it's a it's a great idea to get to know the community. And you can't do that unless you you really visit and, and tour the schools. Um, BC has one of the more complicated schooling systems. So on the exploratory trip, um, checking out the different types of schools, all of those sorts of things is quite important. So I'm a firm believer of um visiting the community and I know some of the programs that's a that's a requirement that you at Fragelman can can work uh, and walk people through. Well the exploratory trip is now required under the base entrepreneur program why do you think it is mandatory under the regional program? Um, I think that's it's really interesting and I, I think the main reason why is because um, the province worked alongside with those communities to determine what those communities are looking for and there's only um, you know certain number of spots that they've allocated to to attract those types of businesses to their community so it's almost like a, a vetting system for the communities to ensure that this person really is truly um, wanting to uh, stay in the community, enjoy the community. So um, I think being able to verify that by, by showing that interest of traveling right there is something that all of the communities are, are interested in. So 
that's that's good to know. Now, the uh, from from our side, the uh, immigration process is similar to uh, the process for Ontario. The only difference is that the uh, regional pilot program uh, stage, where we have to have the uh, community uh, endorsement. Um, the process is lengthy, as we alluded to before, but the work permit is issued initially, which will allow the candidate to enter the province and start running the, the business. Um, I want to thank you again, Alison, for joining today's session, and I look forward to our next episode when we will discuss the entrepreneurial process for Manitoba. Thanks so much for having me. The Immigration Conversation Podcast is presented by Fragment the leading firm dedicated exclusively to immigration services worldwide. This episode is current as of the date of recording. With frequent changes in global immigration, be sure to keep up to date by visiting our website at www.fragaman.com and subscribing to the Immigration Conversation on your favorite podcast service to hear the latest episode. This podcast is for informational purposes only. This podcast does not constitute legal advice or give rise to an attorney-client relationship between any listener and our firm. If you have any questions, please contact the Global Immigration Professional with whom you work at Fragamin.